Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever on this wonderful Friday. I, or whenever you're listening to it, you might not listen to it on the day it comes out. That's fine. Um, but either way, I am your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my music loving muchacho, Mr. Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? You ready to party? Bong! Yes. Oh, I'm ready to party. You know that sound. That is. Kevin is feeling sweet and he's taking advice from the T-Rex song bang a gong and is banging an imaginary gong. I will say there may be a, someone else who recently played the gong. Who's got a little better rhythm than you, Kevin. And that was Michelle's honor of Japanese breakfast. Uh, And she played SNL this weekend and freaking rocked it. I actually just caught up because I wanted to see arcade fires performances which were very good. Uh, but this performance of pre- Paprika that uh, Japanese Breakfast did was one of my favorite I've seen on SNL. Uh, just the way she would sing and then bang this gong that had like flowers and cool lights and there were like light bulbs hanging. What'd you think, Kev, when you gazed upon this? First of all, uh, very kind of you to assume that anyone that would be the musical guest on SNL could ever have worse rhythm than me uh very very <laughs> kind but there's also a delay you know we're yeah. virtual so it's like not your fault i know i couldn't bring my my uh gong to your uh to your house you wouldn't let me not again <laughs> i know i it ruled um, um snl yeah is a i have a very hard time sometimes with snl and the mix they do Oh, it's really bad. Yeah. Like, often the vocals are too low. Yeah. This is live performance stuff. Yeah, and, like, it's certainly, um, it's acceptable at times. Like, it is a live thing. Like, they are the only people that really do that. But after almost 50 years, sometimes you you hope that they might just have improved it slightly. (laughs) Uh, But just, like, from a technical technical perspective, this was a very, very good performance. From a yeah. musical perspective, it was incredible. Yeah. I uh, think, like, her performance, and it you could easily underestimate it, uh, but, like, singing those lines, and, like, I love, I mean, just, the lyrics are so great, but the emotion she's putting into it, and then just banging that gong at the end of every line, like, perfectly on the beat every time, I was like, this is just such a cool performance, you don't see too often and like it was just really cool and badass how she was just sort of like walking around and like singing and then would just go over and hit the gong it was so awesome um so yeah that was cool also arcade fire like fucked up their last song they were doing the one that's like at towards the end of the album that's like one last round before we go and when like tried to play it it was like in the wrong key it was like oh oh it's so rusty. It's like, I'm like only arcade fire can get away with like just fucking up on SNL. And then they just played it off and then kept going. So they're, they're total pros. And also when dedicated lookout kid, which I was thinking, this seems like it's written for his kid, like preparing his kid for like 
how life goes, sort of, and he dedicated it to his son, Eddie. That was very sweet. Um, so, yeah, some solid performances. You know, sometimes SNL has some clunkers, and I'm always happy when they have a, a band I like that I'm like, oh, you know, this band's rising. It makes sense. Japanese Breakfast has been on the rise. So super happy to see her make her debut and was in the last sketch of Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant. That's like historic. Yeah, I know. SNL's having some big turnover of some of my favorites. But we're not just here to recap the musical guests of SNL because we got some great tunes lined up for you. And I'm going to start us off this time. This is a great song from an artist who is new to me. Uh, She just released her debut album in 2019. And I was just listening to Spotify. I believe I was listening to that new Sasami album, Squeeze, which I've been loving. That was really good. I like I gave it a listen. It's insane how many different directions it goes in. And so I was just listening to that album. This played afterwards. And just a super great like indie pop song there's like a cool organ some great melodies and uh this song just really stuck with me and uh this is the song lullaby from grace ives and that her second album janky star is coming out her first album was called second it's like what what's happening here you know it's wild and then this one is janky star which is that a celestial body star or is there a double meaning of like a janky rock star? Is she saying this about herself? Hmm. Well, maybe we'll find out on this album. But we're going to listen to this song, Lullaby. And it's just a great jam. And I'm excited for you to hear it, Kev. I feel like it'll be very much up your alley. I'm jazzed. So let's take a listen to Grace Ives with Lullaby.
Gotta give that a hot diggity dog. And you know what? Nothing oh, a says... a little bedtime lullaby dog. Nothing says summer like a hot dog. And I have started my most recent music I'm digging playlist. Uh, the oh changeover boy. has happened. I'm sick of the other shit on my old one. Momentous. There's a new one. This has been added to it. And I've already got the theme. Hell yeah. It, it is music I'm digging 17, the summer of George. Hey. Uh, of course, George Costanza, my hero. So this is oh, track eleven on that playlist now. There was a great uh, hip hop project out last year by uh, Burger Beats. I think was the producer, which that sounds funny, but it was a really good uh, album. I forget the rapper's name, but there's a song called "Summer of George." Maybe you could put it on there. Ooh. I, uh, there's, there's someone that keeps photoshopping George Costanza into odd future, like apparel. Uh, I love it. And it's, it's the photo. Where is this happening? Twitter or just, yeah, you know, the, oh, okay. the web, web 3.0 <laughs> NFTs, <laughs> you know, I was like, is this just, you're looking out on Woodward there in Detroit <laughs> and you're seeing someone just doing this. Okay. You can trade three slurp juices for three new apes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I freaking love that song. Yeah. I just, that chorus about, I watch that movie 10 times a day. Uh, you press replay and the sort of repeatingness and it's a little melancholy, but super catchy and mm-hmm. just like lovely. I, I loved love kind of the little breakdown at the end where it went instrumental and just kind of lived in itself. That was really fun. I yeah. liked that. Let the beat rock. Wanted more. Like I let it loop onto itself to listen to it for like another 30 seconds before you got in the call. Cause I really liked it. Yeah. Me too. And I feel like I had heard of Grace Ives. The name sounded familiar yeah. to me, but I wasn't familiar with her music. But now I'm sold. I'm excited. Janky Star. I'm in. I'm excited to see if this star it, it implodes, explodes, uh, just janks about. You know, who knows? We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> who hasn't been? Uh, so that was Grace Ives with Lullaby from Janky Star out June 10th on True Panther slash Harvest. Luke, I've got a friend of the pod coming back. And uh, Ooh, it is yeah. Roosevelt, who I played last year in March. Uh, and his album, Polydance, was like a song, an album that I really, really vibed with for the early part of 2021. Yeah. 
Uh, and Luke, you hooked me up this week. You, I did. You, you had this press release. You sent it my way, and you said this is very much your vibe. I was. It was just like exactly you. Yeah, because not only is this Roosevelt, which on its own, fan, on its own, fantastic. Yeah, you love. It is featuring someone that I featured last episode. Last episode, Nile Rogers. He's back, <laughs> and he's back, and he's just he's got his good good friend Roosevelt. Uh, so I, I, I'm like wondering, are we becoming a Nile Rogers tribute podcast? If we are, I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, I mean, legend, if we could do it for anybody else, uh, let's do Nile, but yeah, maybe we can change the title to like best Nile ever or something, but uh, then people are going to think we're talking about the river and I'm not going to, you know, enough champagne to fill the Nile. (laughs) <laughs> that's a line from that movie that didn't look good that i didn't watch uh but this nile is the best nile ever and he is working with roosevelt on this single that is fueled by the disco era and oh uninhabited joy and peace in places like studio 54 where people came together to be brought to life by music uh yes. roosevelt was very excited to work with nile rogers and had this to say Niall's been one of my biggest influences over the years, so working on a track together with him was an absolute dream come true. The track had many different shapes and forms over almost two years, so I'm happy to finally have a version that I'm happy with. Niall and I worked on the track remotely via phone calls and emails before I finally met him in LA to celebrate the completion of it. The man is a living legend to me, and just talking to him about the early disco days was such a big inspiration. I think so cool. Yeah, I think I think Roosevelt did exactly what any of us would do, and it's just like ask Nile Rogers to tell them more because I'm yeah. sure that is an ultimate brain to pick. Well, and it's like when you're trying to emulate that era, and then you've got someone who lived through it, who actually experienced it. It's like that's so cool to be able to work with someone like that. To someone who not only influenced that sound, but influenced yeah. the sound that's influenced by that sound. <laughs> yep. It's incredible, <laughs> right? Uh, together, the two of them created an ageless and glistening modern disco classic. I'm so excited. Let's give a listen to Roosevelt with Passion featuring Nile Rodgers.
I got to give that a passionate yes. Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. What yes. a hit. Yeah. What a jam. It's, it's something special. Like it, I loved his last album. It was really, um, yeah. It was an album that I spent so much time with and I can see that there's definitely some musical evolution here, but also yeah. bringing Nile Rodgers into the mix is really just a next level track. Yeah. And it seems like a perfect next step for Roosevelt, who, like, this was kind of the style he was already heading towards, a little synthy, a little disco-y, but now it's, like, just amazing sound with Nile Rodgers hitting that bass, too. And um, I just loved, like, all the instrumentation and, like, the sound design, which feels like a callback or something to like some older disco and like those rising like whoosh sounds yeah. like, There's it like adds, it's so great i love it and i feel like uh, you don't hear it that often i feel like people probably shy away from <laughs> some sounds like that but it adds to it and it's like it really gives that like club vibe like you're talking about like the studio 54 type uh deal so that's just a, a classic an instant classic yeah, absolutely. I I want to hear more. I actually like. I haven't spent a ton of time with uh, Roosevelt's earlier albums, so I, yeah. I that's might be my my homework this weekend. Is I'm gonna go listen to his earlier stuff because I loved Polydan so much. I want to hear more. I want to dig into some Nile Rodgers too. If we're gonna make it a full tribute podcast, I may as well go through yeah. the whole discography. We should. That was Roosevelt with Passion, featuring Nile Rodgers, out now via City Sling and Greco-Roman. All right. Well, my next song comes from an amazing guitarist who goes by the name Delicate Steve. Uh, This is the musical project of Steve Marion, and I've actually played him on the podcast before, and... He's performed in bands with so many people, like as a guitarist and like a session musician, touring musician. He's performed with the Black Keys, Paul Simon, Amen Dunes, Mac DeMarco, Tame Impala, and many more. And I was reading he got signed like out of high school and he's just this incredible guitarist, uh, creates this like these instrumental tracks that are driven by guitar. But like really, I he does some great like production and instrumentals on it and you'll hear this song i feel like on the new tracks he's even taking it uh further steve said this song is about looking back at what it was like to be young and free and in a band with your friends traveling around the world playing music without care meeting people seeing the world and he talks about the video which uh we're gonna watch kev i'm gonna send you the link because there are so many great musicians in this you've got kevin morby uh, Waxahachie, Nels Klein of Wilco, Cassandra Jenkins, and many, many more people. And he said he got all them because he knew they could relate to this feeling of playing in a band. And he said, for someone who has never experienced the feeling of playing in a band, maybe you will get a rush from seeing all these musicians relate to this shared feeling. For all of the people who have had the experience, this one is also for you. So on that note, let's take a listen to Delicate Steve with playing in a band. Delicate 
gotta give that just a jam covered hot diggity dog <laughs> get some jam just on that dog mother with jam oh man that was that was something yeah. special i uh right you know as someone who always wanted to be in a band and put zero effort into acquiring any musical talent beyond uh middle school flute i uh i still did appreciate that like feeling that that yeah you, know, you talked about right like it gets sitting well, down and, and putting together like right. a song with your friends and and this you, you got to see like the characteristics of all the artists featured in that and like how they chose to shoot their segment which was very interesting. oh they had so much fun with it yeah, yeah like someone's walking on a very like nice smooth camera someone's sitting in the yard with their dog like a lot of drum sets are just kind of set up like in the basement right yeah but then the skeleton also... playing the guitar that yeah was the <laughs> someone holding a bass and a guitar and playing them oh that was kevin morby Oh God! Duh! Yeah, that makes sense. I loved Kevin Morby's. Um, also, did you see a gentleman sitting on the grass in a folding chair with a hat on? That was Craig Finn, who we heard last on our uh, last episode. See, I forgot he was even in there. A cast um, also, of characters. Well, and you, I like was like, I feel like I know that person, but just to run off some more because there's honestly too many. Please to do because like, I want to know more. Yeah. Um, Lily West from La 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 La. Uh, was I think at a uh, C background at some point. Uh, Scott McMicken from Doctor Dog, Jessica Dobson from Deep Sea Diver, Meg Duffy from Hand Habits, uh, Clementine Creevy from Cherry Glazer, who was featured on a song I played by the Districts. Um, Will Berman from MGMT, uh, Craig Finn as I mentioned, Nels Klein from Wilco, Katie Crutchfield from Waxahachie. Dave Druitz from Ween. I'm like, I didn't even recognize him. Um, but and then there's so many more. Also, the people on the uh thumbnail, I was like, I know them. It's Rob Thomas and Molly Hamilton from Widow's Peak. Not that Rob Thomas, Kevin, <laughs> Damn calm <it>. down. <laughs> Pulling out your Santana records. Just, just the, the gears in my head. The Rob Thomas labeled gears shook the rust off and are about to start moving and he struck <laughs> me down before I could get um, there. I do have to mention that Joe Russo is credited. I did not see him, but apparently Joe Russo is in there. Again, I don't know if it's that Joe Russo yeah. or not, but I wouldn't put it past Steve. Um, all the great contacts and obviously all these people relate to that feeling that he's capturing in with this song playing in a band and you know it's funny because i actually didn't even read his description of the song today until today and i've been listening to that song and i was like it just evokes such a feeling of like nostalgia and like longing for your younger days and then i read it and that's like exactly what he's going for and he is just a master i feel like of speaking with his guitar he's a true truly at the top of his instrument and he worked with renowned bassist Shahzad Ismaili uh and famed Brazilian percussionist Mauro Rifosco so the like I feel like he he said he liked working at musicians that were just at the top of their instrument and it helped him to play like he's never played before and so just the sound is elevated even further on this new album and i'm super excited to hear it because this taste is uh i've been obsessed with it the jam it's it's a nice like gentle smooth like measured jam i love it yeah so that was delicate steve with playing in a band from after hours and that is out june 8th on ante
Stockholm-based singer, songwriter, and producer Lonely Twin, uh, who is the alias of Madeline Eliasson, has announced her highly anticipated debut album, This End, Had No Beginning. Whoa. While the name Lonely Twin, which is one word, uh, evokes longing. Both of those. I mean, Lonely Twin and The End Has No Beginning both, like, twist my mind into a pretzel. Yeah, well, put some salt on that, baby. Uh, okay. This album arrives fully formed. A genre-blurring combination of inventive trip-hop, smart indie pop, and evocative electronic folk that subtly slides between blue mood and hard-earned joy. We are Ooh. throwing everything into this album, and I'm very excited for it. I actually found Lonely Twin a while ago uh, with her cover of MGMT's Electric Feel, and like it was on oh. a playlist that I listened to. And unfortunately, she slipped under my radar since then, and I hadn't really listened to any of her music since. But like seeing the name, being like, "Oh, I know, I've listened to this," um, and I I checked out this track, and it's this like honey e lo-fi jam that has Lonely Twin softly suiting for her suitor capturing her petty if pensive songwriting style. So and little did she know that years after covering Electric Feel. She would be played on a podcast where they watched a video where the guy from MGMT was in it. <laughs> it's all connected. Just get out the red string and start pinning it to the wall. Yep. Uh, I'm very excited to hear the rest of this album because this track's really cool. I really liked the other single that came out. So it's just a great taste of what's to come, and I can't wait. So let's give a listen to Lonely Twin with you.
that was I would describe it as the vibe Ooh, <laughs> and yeah. a vibe and vibey. It was nice and chill. Really uh, cool production, like the acoustic guitar sound, which is like kind of backing up, but it's got some sort of vibey effect on it. But you hear it kind of acoustic right before that second verse without the effect. And then it goes back into the vibiness. I loved it. It was just like an interesting. I like when you use that like an instrument that you wouldn't expect. I'd expect a synth there or an electric guitar. But that sort of like picking guitar was really interesting so yeah and not to mention the beautiful vocals and just the whole mood created i loved it if you had not come into this recording already with your lights at full blast oh yeah this would have done it yes i i considered even switching to my like rotating light but i'm liking the like sunset vibes and that was perfect for it that's a great like chill sunset jam yeah Absolutely. I, I can't wait to hear more of the album. I'm really excited yeah. to hear the other direction she takes on it because I like this so far and I want more. That was Lonely Twin with you from This End Had No Beginning out July 7th via Ultra Music. I think of all the lonely twins. And <laughs> throw a gong in there. All right. What you got? My last song. Oh, what do I got? You're asking me what I got? What you got? Oh, well, let me tell you. Um, I will show you what I got, like they did on Rick and Morty. Um, this last song comes from a veteran singer-songwriter. This is actually her 12th album, although it is the first one that she is co-producing herself on her own record label. This is Laura Veers, amazing Portland-based singer-songwriter. I first heard of Laura Veers when she was a part of the Case Lang Veers project with Nico Case, a a favorite of mine, amazing songwriter from New Pornographers and solo work as well, plus Katie Lang, legendary songwriter as well. And then you got Laura Veers. And so this was like, when that album came out, it was it was a, a favorite of mine that year. And did you ever listen to that album, Kev? No, I'm like just astonished. I've never heard of this person. And you said it was their 12th album. So yeah. where, what have I been doing? I know. And I was just listening to some of her earlier stuff today. It was really good. Um, and I want to dig into some of her past work as well because I'm fairly new to her music. But this new song, Seaside Haiku, is just awesome. And it's got a great, like, sort of fuzzy, sludgy guitar and uh, just a great sound because it's a bit of a reinvention. And uh, she went through a divorce who was, like, the person was involved with her music as well. Um, and so she sort of doubted her skills being like, can I do this on my own? And indeed she could, I mean, 12 albums and you hear this new stuff and it just sounds like an amazing step forward for an already veteran artist. Um, it's funny because we talked about Shahzad Ismaili, uh, who played on delicate Steve's new album. He actually co-produced this album with Laura Veers and Um, I'm excited for you to hear this song, Seaside Haiku, Kevin.
let me just say it's got some surprises and i'll leave it at that so let's uh let's leave the sunset jam go sit by the seaside as we uh Listen to Laura Veers with Seaside Haiku. Somewhere beyond these cold winds from Japan Vermilion suns turn the black and gold sand I drop my glove and it rolls in the wind I'll give a lot but not too much away Almost had me. I was I was almost just absolutely floored by that song because she's in such a quiet tone the whole uh, time. Love it. And then almost near the end, she goes into like your regular like singing voice. And I thought after that ended, we were gonna get like a loud screaming verse, and I was didn't get it. Uh, and that's fine. Yeah. That's not, not her style. That's not her style. I mean, maybe it is on other songs, but not I, this one. I hope it is because I think it would have ruled. Uh, but that, like, 
the it started to build. You know, I love a build. It started I know. to build, and, and I I, th- I got my hopes up, and I I disappointed myself. Yeah, but, you but don't it was good. Disappoint yourself. I liked it, but and you when you're when you're at the seaside, you don't want to get too crazy. You don't want to rock out to you know. You're relaxing by the seaside. You're telling yourself, give, but don't give too much. Of yourself away. You see, Kevin, you were trying to ask Laura to give too much, and so fuck you for that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? Go, will... go on, fuck me for that. <laughs> okay, no. Um, but I, I was trying when we came back. I said I'm, I'm over here trying to count syllables, but I, I don't even remember what the right syllables are for a haiku. But it's I just feel like five seven five. I thought that's what it was. So yeah, maybe that works. Give, but don't give too much of yourself away now it doesn't work but i think it's basically (laughs) just more red string pinned into the wall this episode the stories i weave oh man um but but no i think uh it works as a sort of just like repeated mantra sort of poem you say to yourself uh and it's it's uh, some good advice because i feel like you do need to give sometimes in life sometimes you need to bend and uh, you change and grow as a person, but you don't want to give too much of yourself away and you mm-hmm. still need to take care of yourself and fight for yourself. So amazing lyrics, amazing sound. I love the sort of laid back sludginess and then goes super quiet and then comes back in a little bit. But as you said, keeps it a little restrained there yeah. at the end. Well, I um, loved, like I, I, I was sitting back on my eyes closed and I was listening to the song, and it after like a minute and ten seconds, yeah, it almost like, disappears. And I was like, "Is it like a nice short song? All right, oh whoa, uh. yeah." I mean, I, I loved that part about it. I yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. Yeah, you know, I'm all about surprises and like showing the listener something unexpected. That's like what I value most in music. So I love that little fake out in the middle. Yeah. Chef's kiss. All right, wow. so. That was Laura Veers with Seaside Haiku from Found Light out June 8th on Raven Marching Band Records. These are all out very soon, and all of mine. And I'm especially excited to check this one out. The reinvention, the new chapter in Laura Veers' music. Hopefully it goes better than Admiral Veers, who's the dude in Empire Strikes Back who gets killed by Darth Vader. Oh no! I, had to I make, hope that doesn't happen. I had to make that joke. Been thinking of this whole time. Uh, Ice Age is a quartet hailing from Denmark. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about your favorite animated feature. <laughs> Ice, Ice Age is a quartet <laughs> in my favorite movies. There's there's a quartet of great Ray Romano films. Oh man, but no, the band Ice Age is I know a quartet them. hailing from Denmark. <laughs> who has been putting out a blend of punk, rock, even like metal and folk influences? Like it's a it's a wide yeah. gamut of of genres. They do some interesting stuff. Yeah, uh, their bios said they put out physical music, and I I stuck with that. That felt right yeah. to me. And they've been making music since the mid two thousands, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. They've been doing this for ages. Not really. Uh, when they were just teens. Uh, kind of goes back to that delicate Steve like idea of like starting a band right. with your friends, right? Five albums later, the group's dynamic sound has evolved, but still remains powerful, still remains physical. Uh, yeah. This track is a second single, 
since their 2021 album Seek Shelter, which I thought was a bit more of a stripped back kind of. Yeah, I really liked that album. I did too, but it certainly uh, wasn't the the vibe they got with yeah, this. This is definitely an evolution. As, um, as hard as I expected. So yeah, they were doing some. The, this cool gives stuff. me some like Interpol or Black Party vibes, which are two bands mm-hmm. I really like. Yeah, with really strong guitar riffs and like this, this constant cymbal tapping that really drive the track forward. Mm. Uh, so I let's give it a listen. This is Ice Age with all the junk on the outskirts.
there you go, Kevin. You got your your big rock finish to our playlist after the chill seaside vibes of Laura Veers. And that was good. Also, like you're saying, like I maybe earlier would have expected them to go even bigger and rockier, but this was a little more restrained, had some good sludgy chugging guitars uh, and like interesting switch ups. I, I really liked it. It feels like all the junk on the outskirts. Like that is all such a good title for this track. Yeah. And that's sort of like that, that title feels very them and fa- very like this sort of like examining sort of these forgotten or outskirts, uh, the underbelly parts of life. I feel like that's sort of things they'll comment on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope this is signs of more music to come. This is the second single they put out, so I'm hoping it's it's leading up to an album because I'd like to hear more. You're hoping for like an Ice Age 2 prehistoric wacky shenanigans. I, I, I wanted <laughs> Was to that what the second one was called? Yeah, it was called Prehistoric <laughs> Wacky Shenanigans. Nailed it in one. I want to see that squirrel get that nut. <laughs> Don't we all? That was Ice Age with all the junk on the outskirts out now via Mexican Summer. All right. Well, we got one thing left to do. And you know what it is? Talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in Shouts. All right. Well, I got a few this week. First up, Shouts to Coheed and Cambria. My One of my favorite, like, emo-ish rock bands in middle school and we got a new my chemical romance album coming out we got a new oh. Cohen and cambria album and the artwork you know they do like comics and they yeah. have like deep lore in their songs and stuff and i haven't really listened to any of their newer albums in a long time but this one's called vaxis act two a window of the king mind and the album art looks like some cool like comic cg anime type stuff looks cool Coheed and um, cambria fans love coheed and cambria so like they're they're excited (laughs) they're eating today um then we got stars amazing band uh from capleton hill are you familiar with stars kevin they're another band that's been around for a long time only the ones i wish upon every night (laughs) well good but no this band is amazing uh your ex-lover is dead phenomenal album um then we got the man the myth, the legend, Bruce Hornsby, writer. Oh, so I thought of, it was going to be Nile Rodgers. <laughs> no, no. I mean, he's all those things as well. But no, it's Bruce Hornsby, the man who wrote, that's just the way it is. Or Greendale's the way it goes. Which Tupac famously sampled yes. in Changes. Honestly, one of the best like piano parts. Anytime I hear that, I'm like, just so excited. So Fucking he's got... Rips. It rips, baby. It is his album is called Flicted. I'm assuming that's like afflicted. Who knows? Hopefully Bruce Hornsby didn't turn into some anti-COVID nut. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Oh no. <laughs> Someone Google if Bruce Hornsby's vaccinated. I said anti-COVID too. It's okay to be anti-COVID. Oh yeah, I don't want I don't want none of them pro-COVID people on the podcast. We are not a pro-COVID podcast. Let's correct that right now. We're anti. Uh, just like the label that Delicate Steve is on, anti. Well, <laughs> Kev, what do you got? Uh, Alfie Templeman, who I played last year in the pod with Mellow yeah. Moon. I'm really excited to hear this. I really liked his album last year, so 
Give me more. Yeah, he was good. And Luke, what's better than two Gallagher brothers on one album? Three Gallagher brothers on one album. False. One Gallagher brother with two albums. Liam, <laughs> on two albums. Liam oh. is going off. He has a studio and a live album coming out. So we've got Liam Gallagher. Come on. You know. Uh, <laughs> the studio album. And Down by the River Thames, the live album. So just... I I heard his best album since Oasis which I think I've heard about every album, so oh, maybe this is the one. <laughs> All right, well, we have to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great shows over there, and you can join our Discord and follow us at Best Song Ever on all social media. Get great music recommendations. And then Offshelf.net, our third daddy. Check it out. It's on the internet. Uh, great interviews and columns, including my cousin Brian's Bar None Hip Hop column. Go check that out all the best hip-hop music from last month collected into one handy playlist so that's going to do it for us this week as always i'm luke leben saying you better check your perspective and i'm kevin connor saying go ahead chase those waterfalls this is the best song ever well it's best song ever another podcast better jokes are clever and the tunes are cool it's worth this has been a production of planet amp podcast powered by pinecast